0: All right, Barry Soper, senior political correspondent, with us. Hey, Barry. Good afternoon. What How'd do you though? make of Luxon's State of the Nation speech yesterday? Well, I watched the whole thing. I, it, it was um, clearly heavily drafted for him, and he didn't depart from the script. And of course, he would have been reading it on auto cue. I mm-hmm. thought the performance was um, probably fairly pedestrian. Uh, you know, a lot of the State of the Nations address, you see there's sort of the rising crescendos, the fall in the voice and a bit of passion there. But I guess he was there to get out the message. And the you message. wanted some American rah-rah politics stuff. Yeah, well, I sort of like that. Yeah. I've always enjoyed it, but uh, you don't see much of it these days. But um, the point that he may, made was uh, to the party faithful was that uh, the national party to lead a government wasn't elected to stay the same as we've seen over the past six years, uh, the tough choice, choices ahead, he said, will come, and he never mentioned tax, which to me was quite interesting. Um, maybe they're backing away a bit from that, or softening us up for the May budget. Um, of course, um, uh, Nicola Willis will have a pre or a pre-budget statement on March the 27th, so we'll get an idea of just how hard this year is going to be. Uh, Luxon uh, did tell Kiwis if they work hard, then they'll get ahead. Yeah. And I've got to say, that was very much the theme of his post-Cabinet news conference over the past hour. He's still going on at the moment. Um, the uh, With him at the podium was Social Development Minister Louise Upston, uh, who made it clear they've had enough of people staying in the job-seeker-benefit Uh, because it's an easy choice. Here she is, followed by Luxon. Remaining on a benefit has become the rational choice for far too many people, with 70,000 more people now on Jobseeker support compared to when National left office six years ago. And about 40,000 more people have been receiving this support for a year or more What we know right now is that there's been a 57% increase in the number of people on JobSeeker benefits, right? At the same time, we know there's been about a 58% reduction in actually uh, sanctions being applied. All we're saying here is, look, the vast majority of people on on JobSeeker uh, will actually be compliant and actually upholding their obligations to look for work, to train for work, to put themselves into a better position for a job. If you think the bulgy government was tough in the early 90s, I think we've got tougher coming for the beneficiaries in this country. and. Look, when you look at the figures, they are ridiculous. Uh, work-ready job seekers, and that's uh, job seeking is uh, a bit of uh, a misnomer, really, because they're not seeking work at all. It would seem. Somewhat. of them. Um, Well, the uh, basically forecast to spend, as we've heard that figure, thirteen years on the benefit, and that's what uh, Louise Upson was saying today. And teenagers, they say, could be if they are on the benefit, could be trapped uh, in the welfare system for. 24 years of their working life. Well, I know we've got a welfare economy in this country, but really something has to be done about this. And if they don't uh, toe the line in terms of going out, if they're capable of doing it and looking for a job, then some sanction uh, has to be applied. We haven't been told what those sanctions will be, but clearly they don't deserve the benefit if they're not pulling their weight and looking for work. friends will be flipping their lids over this? Well, everyone's flipping their lids, actually. Uh, the sickness benefit, incidentally, was merged with the Job Seeker benefit, so and that was the old unemployment benefit. So uh, when they say there's a drop in unemployment under Labor, of course, you didn't know which benefit they were actually talking about. But um, the Fear of Future campaigner, I was quite interested in what he had to say today, Max Harris, on 3's AM show this morning. Um, he said it's uh, a hark back to the benefit-bashing benefit, benefit bashing days of the 1990s. You'll remember yeah. that uh, the Bolger government was always accused of that. Uh, he said that's one of the reasons or Harris did that uh, it's confusing when beneficiaries are being talked about, here he is They are talking more broadly about benefit dependency and that does bring in solo parents who are often single mums. It does bring people in with disabilities and health conditions and I think we should be really careful about the language that we're using. And so I talked to one person um, who's an amazing woman who has a disability and she said I heard that speech. It felt like uh, there were arrows being sent into me. Mm -hmm. It felt like um, I wasn't being valued for who I am. And I think Chris Fluxon said in his speech, you know, he wanted to say whoever you are, our team has your back. Mm -hmm. Well, the people that I work with don't feel that. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's from the uh, the beneficiary support network. Yeah, but uh, clearly something has to be done in this country with the amount of money we're spending out, and uh, to that end, Louise Upston has written to the head of MB saying that uh, look, that she expects them. To do more, and it's going to be hard for them because they are expected also to find uh, cuts of more than six percent. Mm. Uh, and uh, people, uh, case managers, would you know, if you get if you're cutting the numbers, it's going to be very hard for them to perform uh, better than what they've been doing. I guess. Oh, there's heaps of fat in the public service. You just have to look at the list well, of things they waste money on. Barry, thank you, appreciate it. Barry Soper, senior political correspondent.